Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. And uh, let's go straight into the Word of the Lord, and then we'll see, because I do feel we need to end the session by prayer for this nation and all of the stuff that's going on with the ESCOM thing. Can you say amen? So I'm going to need you to help me in a little bit of prayer, and soon we'll have a prayer of agreement. On Saturday mornings, we also pray, and we pray over your prayer cards also when we do that. So uh, a lot of things happening, but I do believe that tonight is very important for us because we have authority and power to tread on serpents and on scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by no means harm us. We have authority over the principalities and the powers and the rulers of the doctors of this world, the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenies. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. Give the Lord a praise. Hold you want to give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. Now, dear friends, go with me to Luke chapter number 21, 25. Luke 21, 25. Now, we this morning dealt with the four horses of the apocalypse. And flowing out of there, I would go straight on into the next phase. Here Jesus is giving the prophetic discourse in Jerusalem, and he's talking after the questions by the disciples. And I'll just pick up here in Luke 21, 25. Also in Matthew 24, you get the same rendition, but written by a different author. And there will be signs in the sun. Notice the word is in the sun. That always strikes me that... Uh, that it is emphatic, that it really is the word en in the, in the Greek, which means really literally in the sun, or with the sun, or by the sun. In the moon and in the stars, the earth, and on the earth, distress of nations. With perplexity. The Greek word for that is aporia, which really means anxiety. The people become caught up with what you call anxiety. The sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear, and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then they'll see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, when these things, the signs of the times, which are prophetic indicators that now something is about to be happening and the world is now in turmoil and the turmoil is, is busy building up. The Lord says that when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. We're going to get back to that. Now there'll be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. If I look at that for a moment and uh, just spend a moment on that, just thinking about it, that there are lots of things happening at the moment that people are not even aware of. For instance, just for instance, at this moment in time, there's this configuration, Mercurius, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, uh, up to Saturn. All these planets are now in a planetary alignment at this moment in time. In fact, actually, in, in, in fact they'll be going out of that alignment when they disappear uh, at nighttime when it's like sundown time. They disappear over the horizon and finally you won't see that anymore. But right now, these planets, Mercurius, Venus, Earth, Mars, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn, are all in line. In fact, you can stand on Earth and look at five planets like at a time. 
which if you know where to look at, it's not a problem. But uh, these days that people get apps for that. Furthermore, on the 15th of May, we had a blood moon, quite a phenomenal one. Now, blood moons, when it comes over Israel, has got a message to the Israelites. When a blood moon comes over the rest of the world, it's got a message for the world. Now, the Jews know that. These days, we still talk about the Jews, but actually, they're 12 tribes of Israel, not just the Jews. Not just Judah and Benjamin uh, in the south, and the priests and the Levites. But, um, you know, it's like they know what it means when there's a blood moon. Blood moon means trouble to the world. And being the size of what you call a super moon on the 15th of May, the, the images are quite staggering. We have that blood moon coming across the earth. And people look at that. We, of course, at that time did have cloudy weather here, so I was not able to get a picture of that type of thing. But uh, then there were some other people that, that were able to get the blood moon there. But then we were also in Jerusalem. We are on Mount Scopus, which is at the foundation place of the Hebrew University. And there's a lookout point there by the university that you look out over the old city of Jerusalem and you can see the uh, blood moon and I watched the blood moon come over Jerusalem. A lot of things have been happening. Signs in the sun, the moon, stars. Moreover, um, apart from the blood moon, which is not a good, good thing to see in terms of Jewish interpretation, particularly, uh, particularly if you take about the, talk about the Kabbalistic, um, uh, the, the uh, interpretation of it. Furthermore, um, even now, there is, a, there is another thing which is quite interesting. A lot of things happening up in the heavens at the moment. There is a, there is a, um, a comet which, which has got a huge coma. A coma is really that, that light that shines around it that's entered the solar system. The size uh, of twice uh, Mount Everest. And uh, it could be anything up to 150 kilometers wide. We're not, not sure at this point in time. But as we get closer, they picked it up with a Hubble spacecraft and uh, the Space Telescope, actually. There's a copy of that Hubble Space Telescope at Kennedy Space Center. And uh, it's, it's quite a big thing to see it. You know, a copy, exact copy of, of the Hubble uh, Telescope. This thing is passing between the Earth and the Sun from now it's already entered our solar system and it's traveling at a very high speed will go a half uh, astronomical unit which is halfway to the sun so average distance to the sun halfway one astronomical unit passing by now these comets travel at a huge pace at a huge speed i'm not too sure if you could see it in the southern hemisphere but they travel at a huge speed and some of them can go up to 175,000 kilometers an hour. 175,000. If you take, take that thing, if you take the, the, like you have the space shuttle, and they go like 17,000 kilometers an hour. And when they go out, they break out, they can break out from the Earth orbit. I think it's about 24,000 kilometers an hour you go to the moon. That's if you have a moon rocket in order to break the gravitational pull of the Earth. But um, this thing comes by. And when it comes to 
asteroids, they got a lower speed, but when it comes to these comets, they go to high speed. So all the way up to, I think, November, December, there should be instances of comet C2 forward slash 2017 K2 pan stars. It's the name of that thing. And uh, all of these things are happening up in the heavens. The Bible says signs. The word signs, literally in the Hebrew, you have it in Genesis chapter number 1, verse 14. The word sign means a, a means of communication, a special message to mankind. The sun, the moon, and the stars at their creation. Signs in the Hebrew. When you analyze that word, it means communication of a special message to mankind. God is busy talking, and of course, the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and of course, there will be troublous times coming upon the face of the earth. Well, having said that, and uh, just a little bit of background on that, there'll be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth, distress of the nations. Now, we spoke about the distress this morning, and I'm not going to go down that road anymore, but I'll say that this is the one thing I will say to you. And that is, thank God that we're living in Africa. Can you say amen? Did you listen to what I said this morning? Thank God we're living in Africa. Because first, God will deal with the Gog and the Magog and the invasion of Israel. God will deal with that. But the end game of that whole movement also involves Africa to take control over the people of Africa. This continent is filled with treasure, and the people themselves, in, in my opinion, they're all a treasure of God. They're all a treasure of God, all of them, of all of the nations of Africa. And we are not the storehouse for other nations, not this continent, because God has placed on this continent enough for everybody to survive. Now, we don't, we don't mind, and obviously, if you love your neighbor, you would share some things, but you don't want to be controlled by anybody. You don't want some foreign superpower taking possession of the continent. Can you say amen? Here is enough talent here in Africa and here in South Africa, a lot of talent to accomplish a lot of things. But like I said, the time has come. We stop complaining and knocking political leaders. Instead, how about every time you want to knock somebody, pray for that person. You never do it again. Never do it again. And knock this one. Did you see what that one said? That one said this, the, the, blah, 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 and blah. Why don't you pray for him or her? Why don't you start praying for those people? Those are souls. And God said, in the first place, prayers, petitions, giving of thanks, intercession be made for all men. First Timothy chapter number two. Uh, for all men, for it's good and acceptable that all men come to repentance and the knowledge of the truth, which is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who wants all men to be saved, not some men. And God wants this nation to be saved. God wants the parliament to be saved. God wants every premier in this country to be saved. And he wants to bless the nation and the people. So when you pray for people, then you don't criticize them because you've just prayed for them. Is that true? Amen. You just pray passionately for a, you take one political leader and you pray passionately for him. And when you do that, you won't criticize him after that. Am I right if I say so? No place for complaining because we're Christians. How many of you are Christians in this place? 
Now, we walk around with a solution, not with a problem. So you don't complain, you pray. Be steadfast in prayer, the Word says. Perplexity, anxiety, and of course, I want to get to South Africa, then I want to get to some things here. Now, the continent of Africa in particular now, here where we are dwelling, in every nation, I was talking about it this morning, in, um, I think it's Deuteronomy 32, it speaks of these words. Maybe I've got it here. In fact, I might just have it here. Let's just see if I've got it there. All right, let's just hold a second. Uh, Deuteronomy 32, verse 8. It's a very interesting verse here. But if you look at it, it says these words. When the Most High divided their inheritance to the nations, he separated the sons of Adam. He separated the sons of Adam. What did he do? He divided their inheritance to the nations. Then what did he do? He separated the sons of Adam. And he set boundaries of the peoples according to the number of the children of Israel. If you look at the ESV translation, it says, when the Most High gave the nations, the nations, their inheritance, when he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of the people according to the number of the sons of God. New Living Translation, he established the boundaries of the people according to the number in his heavenly court. This caught the attention of many of the scholars in terms of interpreting what happens in various nations where you have what you call the territorial spirits and there's the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world and the spiritual laws of wickedness, the evidence. You talk about the principalities now, which is first in order or rank over every nation. He set the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of the sons of God. And uh, I remember reading this and reading it again, various Hebrew manuscripts on this particular case. But you have an indication that if you take the sons of God, take here in the ESV translation, according to the number of the sons of God, the word sons of God, that expression in the Old Testament. Old Testament. You look at the book of Job, like Job 38. If you look at Job 1 and 2, you find the expression of the sons of God. You find in, in for example, let's go to, for example, in um, uh, Genesis chapter number 6, you find it again. There's a total of five times plus this one here. It speaks about the sons of God. Now, in the Old Testament, sons of God always referred to angels. In the New Testament, it's a different story. Beloved, now we are the children of God. So he divided the nations according to uh, uh, Benai Elohim. Some translations that give you the indication that people are saying it's the sons of God, Old Testament equals angels, that they're portion, apportionments of angels according to the boundaries as God set out the nations of the earth. That means South Africa too. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It's actually very important that you understand this. So, that's why when you do spiritual warfare and uh, you pray, you come against, okay, let's go, for example, I'm just going to go there and quote it straight away. You go to Daniel chapter number 10. In Daniel chapter number 10, the Daniel the prophet is busy fasting some 21 days. Now he's serious in his fasting and his focus on God and he's weeping because of the state of the nation of Israel and the people and, and the situation they find themselves in in Babylon. 
And while he's now praying, by the 21st day, after 21 days, suddenly there's an angel that appears to him. Daniel chapter number 10. And he says, Daniel, beloved, he, he, he just falls on the ground and he's completely flat immediately because of the power of this angel that now comes from the throne of God. He's knocked down, I suppose. Also, you know, it's, it, it would be a, quite a thing to see in reality in the physical world an angel like that appear to you. And so he's on, he's, he, his strength leaves him and the angel touched him and the angel speaks. And uh, he spoke and Daniel was there now strengthened. Now the angel says, now at the going forth of your prayer, when you started praying 21 days ago, your prayer was heard. When you start praying, your prayer is heard. When we pray for this nation, our prayers are heard. Now we just focus for a moment here on South Africa because it happened to Livia. Your prayers are heard immediately. Daniel now continues, but he doesn't stop until this angel appears. And then he says, now the command has gone forth. But moreover, if you look at Daniel chapter number 10, he begins to talk about the fact that the prince of Persia withstood him these 21 days. So the angel came down and there's this evil spirit, the prince of Persia, the principality over Persia. That evil spirit and his, and his cohorts are trying to block off this angelos, this messenger, which is of God, to tell Daniel what must come to pass, one of the most amazing books in the Bible in the latter days, including Daniel chapter number 10, Daniel chapter number 11 is amazing. Uh, what must come to pass? But the prince of Persia withstood me these 21 days. This is the principality over Persia. It says, well, you know, once he is gone, then the prince of Greece must come. But he omits the fact that there would also be a prince over the Roman Empire, a prince, I'm talking about the principality, a dark spirit now, a fallen angel. There'd be a, a prince of that kind over the United States, over the UK, United Kingdom, over Russia, over, let's say, any nation, Brazil, any country that you can think of. There is a coordinating spirit. That's where I'm heading to tonight. This coordinating spirit is causing the coordination of catastrophe on the planet. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The devil is not omnipresent, but he's got some agents out there in the nations. So by this we can clearly see that these sons of God, now in the terms of, of fallen angels also, in every country, I quoted Mark chapter number five, the demoniac of Gadara. When the Lord Jesus Christ confronted them, they begged him that they will not be sent out of that country because that was their habitation. And I don't think the other evil spirits in other countries would want them to have an overload. So be as it may, the Lord Jesus said, go. And they went into the, the pigs, the pigs stormed into the Lake of Galilee and they drowned themselves. These things take people and things off their heads. Much can be said about that actually. That's another thing. Um, so it stands to reason from the perspective where we're coming from that there is a prince, a principality over the nation of Africa, South Africa. 
specifically now. This country has definitely, I have no question about that, definitely this country has a principality of darkness that's coordinating all the trouble in this land. Now in several visions, I've had encounters and prayer and saw the power of prayer and the power of the name of Jesus with these creatures. They've fallen and they are very malicious and they are, they are 100% absolutely evil. And they're there to cause misery, mishaps, obstruction, sickness, disease, infirmity. Let's call it paralysis. Let's call it financial calamity, robbery, the devourer that would like to devour what belongs to you. God said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. People don't really realize what the word there actually means. This evil coordinating spirit, the question would be, where would he find himself or where would he normally hang around? Because obviously he would operate from an area. You have to ask these questions. Now I'm going into the zone of spiritual warfare because I want to pray for this country. See, where would he hang out? Well, we get where Paul went to the island of Cyprus and there was the governor, Sergius Paul, Paulus. Sergius Paulus. And there was there was a sorcerer with him and he withstood Paul for a number of days and he, and he was busy trying to influence the governor, notice the governor is the man in charge of the island of Cyprus in the time of Paul. He was trying to influence the governor against the gospel to block off until the apostle Paul said to him, you son of the devil, will you forever try and pervert the straight ways of the Lord. Therefore, the hand of the Lord shall be upon you, and you shall not see the light of day for a season. And that man was struck right there with blindness. You will be struck with blindness. He's, he was blind on the spot. This is the Apostle Paul. See, right there. I remember one day there was a woman, she was involved in witchcraft. She came to the church just to curse me. That's all she did. She came to church, to church and she, she just wanted, you know, And um, I remember she was sitting like in the front of the church somewhere towards the front. And she, when she got there, her face started twisting in, in the chairs. And I sent the people out with her, got some of the ushers. We're not going to interrupt the service. We continue. Service concluded. We went outside. She was behind. We were then in a tent out there at Leratong Hospital. She was behind. She was on the ground. There was a crowd of people around her. And I got into the car and I said to Lord, just wait a minute, I just want to go and see what happened there with that woman. And I went out there and the moment I came through the crowds, that thing looked at me and uh, the uh, strong man, so to speak, of that, that was in that woman. And he said, you're the one we want to get. I said, devil, you're not going to get me. I'm going to get you. You come out now in the name of Jesus now. Because you challenged the house of God, the body of Christ, and me a servant of the Lord, therefore, you shall be struck with blindness, not see the light of day until you've repented. She was blind right there on the ground. They had to drag her, two men, carry, drag her, her feet were dragging on the ground. I saw it with my own eyes. They had to drag her into the car, put her in the car. 
she was controlled at distance by another Satanist, a witch. That witch that was using her as a human chalice, she was also struck with blindness. She died a few weeks after that. The girl that fell on the ground repented, and at midnight her eyes opened, and she gave her life to the Lord Jesus to tell the story after that. Give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. Now, you know, you have power and you have authority to bind and to loosen over all of the power of the enemy, and people don't realize that. One Christian is more powerful than a thousand demons, if you will, or whatever amount. Because the moment you set yourself before God to pray, then things begin to happen. Thing, life begins to change. So the question is, where was this evil spirit in this man that was struck with blindness uh, there with the Apostle Paul? He was with the governor. He was with the governor. So where would be the principality of South Africa? He would hang around the top leadership of this country. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you now? I once preached this in Cape Town. And, uh, you know, people sometimes look at you, they don't realize that, you know, Jesus speaks about evil spirits. Jesus. The Bible speaks about evil spirits. The Gospels, all the New Testament speaks about it. And then people don't believe it. But if you say, walk off here, for example, do you believe in gravity? If I walk over there, then I'm going to fall down. They, oh yeah, we believe in gravity. Can you see it? No. But evil spirits are there and they cause a lot of damage. Now, that having been said, these spirits all have, if you look at the Greek and you do, uh, analyze the Greek, then it's like a knowing one, one who has understanding, one who is trying to influence people to assume that character instead of their own character. So when a person gets a couple of demon spirits, um, their, their weak human ability is completely impeded. And this dark spirit takes over, or spirits take over. And it's called the, the strong man. Now, one night I was at church, and uh, there was a woman. She was really badly, badly, badly disturbed. The church service was over, and she came up to me, and she said to me, I know you can help me. And she looked at me. I could see like gray curtains in front of her eyes, like the pupils were gray. I looked at her, but she was looking at me, but I could see there's these there's really big, big things wrong here. I said, who are you and who are you and how many of you are there? She said in another voice now, we are 14 and there are 14 with, of, of, of us in this woman. 14 and 14 of us in this woman. Now, knowing this, that spirits do not have material bodies. So it makes it quite possible for these these spirits to attach themselves to a person, turn that person's life into misery. Into misery. Attach itself, even think about this, just think about it for a moment. Anybody who's not in Christ would become immediately his inferior. 
That's why the devil in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 says, the God of the world system, this world system, has blinded the eyes of the people. There's the glory of, the, of, uh, of God in the face of Jesus Christ which shine upon them. They blind people. They deceive people. That's why the devil is called the deceiver of the nations when he's cast into the lake of fire and brimstone in Revelation chapter 20, verse number 10. The deceiver of the nations cast into the lake of fire, which is the eternal death, the second death. In the case of human beings, the Bible speaks about the second death because it's the first death, then the great white throne judgment of the wicked dead, and then comes the second, the second death when they are obviously not saved. They go to hellfire forever, forever. That's all the experience is pain. Beyond measure, indescribable pain. So having said that, now if these spirits, anybody, I need to make a point here, anybody who's not saved could easily be accessed by these dark forces. They are around. Demons have inhabited the cities. They're everywhere. And that's why we have to put on the full armor of God that we may be able to stand in the day of the wicked one. Can you say amen? Ephesians chapter number six. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And having done all to stand, stand ye therefore. Now you put on the full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, you gird your loins with the truth, you shot your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Ephesians chapter number 6 from verse number 10 and forward. And you take up the shield of faith wherewith you quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. And also the sword of the spirit, the word of God. And you declare that you're in Christ, hidden in God, sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Those things take advantage of people when they start playing around with sin. Hence we find that you get particularly with people that fornicate on a great scale. There's a thing called transference of spirits. A man called Dr. Alex Ness wrote about that. These things are malicious. They cause harm. Now think about it. If you're born again, sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, washed in the blood of Jesus, you're God's property altogether. You've given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now you are a believer and you are protected, and God's given His holy angels charge concerning you. Hebrews 1.14, are they not ministering spirits sent forth to minister on behalf of those who have obtained salvation? You're a, you're a child of God. You committed your life to God. You ask Him to wash you the blood of Jesus, to forgive you your sins. Can you say amen? amen? Fill you with the Holy Spirit. Write your name in the book of life. You're God's property. That evil one touches Him not, it says. Now you get to a point where you ask yourself the question, what about those that have not committed their lives to God? And that's obviously many. They sit not only in our parliament, they sit on the parliaments of the world, politicians around the globe, but we're focusing on South Africa. And that is why we should be praying for our president. And that is why we should know that the principality of, of, of South Africa would not be hanging around, you know, and just some insignificant place. They go to the places because what they do is they influence people to do things. So you talk about like, you talk about the ESCOM strikes and sabotage. It's all over in the newspapers. 
If you look at News 24, you look at several of these, you see, of course, you can see that there are things happening at the moment that, are, that need to find an answer and fast because the country is suffering. Now I say to you, if you go to another nation, go to another nation. I've been to Russia. In Russia, you feel it immediately. You get off the plane, you feel you are in a place of a different spirit straight away. You go to Thailand. You land in Bangkok, get off the aircraft, you know different spirits here too. You go to cities of the world. Every time you land in another country, you can feel the spirits in the atmosphere. You can feel it. I feel it, certainly do. They affect people. And you need to be on guard all your time. You need to be really on guard all the time. Spend time with God. That's why we need the full armor of God. That's why we need to understand our spiritual authority. That's why we need to understand how to use the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. God's given you a weapon. Satan, it is written. And you can strike him and bind him also. Can you say amen? Again, returning to Parliament. Now, I once walked through Parliament House. Well, actually, there are three. Now they've had a fire there, so I haven't seen it like exactly where and what parts of it. But I went from the first Parliament to the second Parliament to the new Parliament House. I went through all, they took me through. There was an advocate that came with me through all of it. And uh, I walked and I sat in one of the sessions of Parliament. But walking around there, I immediately felt that there was a presence of something that was not friendly to me at all. Now, I'm not talking, this has got nothing to do with politics. Because people of all kinds of political parties are operating there. Nothing to do with people. We're commanded to love people. Not to judge and criticize, but to love and pray for them. But walking around there, you can feel in the atmosphere. I've said to numerous church leaders, if I had a church in Cape Town, I'd be praying around that parliament house on a daily basis. I'd be walking around like that and doing like a Saturday morning prayer meeting would be all around the parliament seven times. Now come on, you might as well say amen or you're going to have to say oh my or at least Hebrew oi vei. Oh my. So, what do we do concerning this country? If we want a better life, because I'm going to close here now, because I'm going to pray now. If we want a better life for this country, we can see this continent has got talent. We can see that people are looking at Africa and envying what Africa has got to offer. They want to exploit. They want to enrich. They want to empower themselves out of Africa. But the people of Africa need to have full possession of what belongs to Africa. And I speak of all the nations now. I wonder if anybody can say amen to that. Amen. Our country is important in the sight of God because he planted the Christian church here and a vast majority of people in this country, something like 80% of all people on the national statistics say that they're Christian. But if they understood the power of prayer and their authority, they will focus on what I'm talking about. They'll focus 
on helping the politicians by ridding them from demonic spirits that interfere with them in their lives and their families and their everything. Because you can imagine for yourself, if you are disturbed with all of this, you know, like Judas Iscariot, the devil whispered in his ear too. When you're disturbed with all of these things that are influencing you, how do you make decisions properly? So for that purpose, I want to say, we need to pray now for this nation. People are battling through traffic lights, robots, really traffic lights. They're battling to get through the traffic. How many of you have been frustrated in the traffic at the moment? Wow. How many of you being frustrated in the morning traffic or any traffic? Let me see your hands right now. Okay. Those that didn't raise their hands, will you come forward? I want to pray for you now. <laughs> Amen. How many of you love it when there's a power outage? Here's one. Sweetheart. Now she goes like this. How many of you love when the heaters go out and there's no heat and you're cold in the house? And you love when your lights are out, you don't know where you're going. It's off. Suddenly it's pitch black around you and you're like this. And you're not near a torch. You haven't got your cell phone light either. You got nothing. So now you're going to wait for your eyes to adapt to the darkness, then you can go somewhere. But let me tell you now, we need to pray for this country. I would like to ask Pastor Jacques, Pastor George, and I think Maud to come forward, please. And I want us to make a prayer for this nation. And tonight will be of such that we've got to break the power of the principality over South Africa. I'll make that prayer. I'll make that prayer. And bring this whole thing and all the forces of darkness that influence people to cause disturbance in the nation. It is important to us. Our economic growth, the GDP, was 1.9% in the first quarter. But if you take it 1.9%, now you have this ESCOM thing that's happening. That would greatly slow it down to most probably about 1% for the last quarter. And even this quarter now that we're into. Let me remind you, I've just written, I... I sit with the books and the computer and then I still use a pen and a pencil too. I've written down here, there are problems with poverty, violence, looting, ESCOM. There are problems with ESCOM. Also South African Airways. The railway system. Our roads and the potholes. Economy, corruption, crime, Fraud, vandalism, fornication, money laundering, rape, drugs, and as it were, as the Lord Jesus said, it will be like the days of Noah, as the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. I don't think that list includes everything because there's a lot of people with a lot of things that have a lot of problems, but I think we need to pray. So I'm going to ask right now, that these people come forward. And Pastor George, you begin to pray, and then he takes over, and then more takes over, and then I'll pray. Maybe 
if you can, if you get tired, you may sit, but if you can, please stand. Let's do this in respect for God Almighty because this is our country. And if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, repent, return to the Lord and pray, I will hear from heaven, I will heal their land. We want South Africa to be blessed. South Africa shall be blessed, will be blessed, because we're going to pray until it is blessed. Can you say amen? If you can, raise your hands, even for a time. You don't have to do it all the time, just Pastor George, pray please. Hallelujah. Father God, Lord, as we take hands in the Spirit right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, the name above every other name, the name where every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord Jesus, You are Lord of this nation. We present to You this nation. We lift up our government to You, Father God. And Lord, today, tonight, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, Your Word says, first of all, that supplications, prayers and intercessions with the giving of thanks be done for all men, for those who are in authority, Father God, so that we might have a peaceable life, O oh God. Father, we are struggling in our nation. O oh God, Your Word declares tonight, Father God, that, that there are seven things You hate and a person running towards evil is an abomination in Your sight, O oh God. And Father, there are many people now, Father, who are instigated by demons, oh God. Lord, filled with demonic plans, we lift up all these people to You. Every wicked plan against this nation and the energy problems we have in this nation. Father, specifically Eskom, oh God. Father, we lift up all these elements. Elements employed and working in Eskom, oh God. Elements in the unions. Elements, Father God, that causes mayhem destruction, violence in Jesus' mighty name. These wicked plans tonight in the name of Jesus Christ, we arrest them and we bind them in yes. the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. We break its power and we cast those wicked plans down in Jesus' mighty name. And we pray, O oh God, that Your angels now stand guard and these places where energy are generated. We pray, Father God, that You convict all of these wicked people in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, of sin, righteousness and judgment. Therefore, Father, we look towards a positive outcome from this night. Solutions, solutions, solutions in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank You, O God. Father, You've given us authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. Nothing by any chance will harm us. And right now, we take a stand as intercessors. We pray, may those that are in government that are not supposed to be there, those with a mission to kill, steal and destroy, we take a stand. Father, may they be exposed, Almighty God, those that are involved in corruption, those that are involved in planning, the planning of corrupt, corrupt activities. Right now,
God, we pray. We thank you, oh God, that Father, that you are not a man that should lie, that your promises, they are yes and they are amen. We lift up every government official. I pray, may the fear of God come upon them, almighty God. We pray, let there be a release of a mind of Christ. We pray, may you touch them. Let it be time, time of repentance. Father, we thank you, oh God. Lord, may the presence of the Lord build the ring of fire upon every department, upon every parliament, upon every room, upon every meeting room. I thank you. Your will be done, almighty God, in those meetings. May the voice of the Lord, the fear of the Lord come upon them. Father, we thank you. May your word be a lamp unto their feet and a light unto their path. We pray this to the glory of your name. Hallelujah, Heavenly Father. As we come before you in the holy name of Jesus Christ, Father, firstly, we come before you and repent of all of our sins. Lord, every word that we have spoken, every word of criticism and that negativity concerning this nation, Father, we repent this evening in the holy name of Jesus Christ and wash us then clean in the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, as we lift up the economy of this nation, it is something that affects every single person of us. We just heard what the GDP growth was for the second quarter of this nation and in in spite of what the enemy has tried to do, Father God, we declare by faith in the name of Jesus Christ, there will still be growth and there will still be prosperity in this land in the holy name of Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord, this glory and this praise goes to you only in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray over every dimension, every department and every sector over our economy, Lord, that you would bless it. And those who have prospered in an illegal way, Father, we pray. Break that power over Satan, over these people in the name of Jesus Christ. And those who have been looting, those who have benefited in an illegal manner, we pray, Father, that they will have discomfort in how they have acquired these riches, that their hands will burn, that they will have no peace, and that they shall return then, Lord, unto you what they have taken in an illegal way. And Father, every form of finances and provision and prosperity in this nation, we pray in the Holy name of Jesus Christ that you will bless and prosper this land and then Lord that those funds will come into the hands of the righteous people so that they will allocate manage and administer the finances in a rightful and in a righteous manner we pray for an uh, increase in foreign investment favor with the international community that they will look upon South Africa and say this is a prosperous land a land where we proclaim that Jesus Christ alone is Lord over our economy. We cast our eyes unto you, Lord, and we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that there will come an increase, a resurrection, and a new outpouring over the economy of South Africa. And every minister, every leader in the public sector as well as in the private sector, call them to task. We pray for righteous men and women to walk in the fear of God that they will have the spirit of excellence and yes Lord that the fear of the Lord shall come upon them all and now Father we break that power of lack and of poverty over South Africa in the holy name of Jesus Christ Satan the Lord Jesus rebukes you and we tell you tonight in the name of Jesus Christ take your hands off our economy because our economy is from Jesus Christ alone let's give the Lord a praise offering 
Father, we thank you now as we push back the darkness, Lord. We push back the darkness through the powerful prayer of your intercessors. You said, Father, that you hearken unto your word to perform, that your angels are ministering spirits and that you encamp round about your people. Father, I want to first pray for all the members of our church, Lord, that you will protect every one of them. Keep harm and evil and theft and corruption away from them in Jesus' name. We pray for the absolute blessing. Lord, I think now of the officials in ESCOM as well, whose lives are being threatened with petrol bombs and all kinds of things, right from the CEO and down, that Father, you will place a hedge of protection around them as well. That Father, we pray for their protection. We pray for their salvation now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, and we lift up the Western Cape and those areas that are not getting rain. Oh, Father, I pray now for your rain. I pray that you will bring down your rain and that those dams will be filled to capacity. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus and we give you the praise and the offering in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a praise offering. Heavenly Father, tonight we take authority. We separate human beings from the spirits of darkness. We lift up our government and we bless our state president and we bless every one of those members of government and parliament unto the salvation of their souls that they be blessed and govern this land without disturbance of the forces of darkness. We pray, Lord, that you will save them and save their families. We declare the love of God towards them. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Therefore, we pray that they be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But at the same time, on the other side, we take authority over the evil forces, wherever they are at work in this nation. Now, this spirit, which is called the principality over South Africa, the ruling spirit and the powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world in this nation and the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavens, trying to break down when people pray and to prohibit or hinder prayers and all their demonic activity and disturbance in the spiritual realm. We take authority over Satan, the old dragon and serpent, which is the devil, and we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We break your power over this nation in Jesus' name. We take authority over the prince of the power of the air. Right now, that evil spirit assigned to South Africa. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We break your power in Jesus' name. We bind you and we strike you with the weapons of our warfare, mighty through God. And we pull down the strongholds of the devil wherever in this nation. We pray, Lord, that you will render them harmless, that you will strike the devil with deafness, dumbness, blindness, confusion, and the fear of the Lord and the burning of your wrath against the enemy in this land. We bless the people. We pray for prosperity of the people. But we break the power of Satan also in the situation with ESCOM and those evil spirits that are busy working on people. We bind you also in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you are bound. And we loose 
the operation of the weapons of our warfare, mighty in God, and we pull down the strongholds. Now we pray for the peace of South Africa. We pray like we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, also the peace of South Africa. We pray for the people to prosper, the economy to grow, that people's finances will be blessed and increase, that there will be promotion, there will be favor, there will be health and healing. And Lord, that the enemy will be rendered harmless in every single province of this nation. No further economical disturbance. My Father, pray now together with the church that they find a solution to this problem very fast. In Jesus Christ's name, give the Lord a praise offering, everybody. Hallelujah. Well, somebody said, no night at Little Falls is ever the same. Tonight, I'm going to let you go. It's 1927. I'll make a prayer over you. Let you go in peace. If you do have a prayer request, there are pastors in the front that will pray for you. You can just stay behind. Ask one of the pastors here. They'll be right here. The pastors and their wives. And we'll have them pray for you and over you. In the meantime, in the meantime, I want you to get back home safely before the outage comes now at 8 o'clock. Can you say amen? Now, how many of you know that we love you? Every one of you in this place. How many of you love one another? How many of you love Jesus? How many of you know your pastor loves you? How many of you know all the pastors love you? Amen? So you can smile because you're being loved. But God so loved you all the time in any event. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. The Lord bless you and keep you, lift up His countenance over you and be gracious to you, grant you eternal salvation and peace. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and all God's people said, Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.